Welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. There are four of us this evening um, joining me to talk about the events of the last seven days or so um, at Loftus Road. We have to my right co-founder of the podcast, regular busy man this week, Paul Finney. Very busy man this week, big man. Very busy man. You're calling everyone big man, like the guy from Coronation Street. Jim McDonald. Yeah, you've done that ever since you walked in the, the, the door this evening. I do it all the time. Anyway, carry on. Uh, boring for one. Also, returning for his second appearance, um, Martin Durkin. Good evening. Good evening, Martin. Welcome back. And we don't have a phone interview tonight because we have a bona fide QPR legend in the studio with us. Two. Two <laughs> legends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we have former striker. That's because they brought you a um, pint. That's it. Have you? No. When? Uh, last week. Have you had a pint already tonight? Is this why you're 20 minutes late and we had to wait for you to? <laughs> Busted. Busted. Finney, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> Kevin the Gallen. Right. Hello. The chap we have is Kevin Gallen. He, he, former QPR striker, friend of the podcast. Welcome, Kevin. Have you really you. been to the pub? No. We were waiting for you. Were Those you? people who are listening, well, you, you we are, the pub, we're I now went. 27 minutes after the allocated start time. And you were apparently waiting for Kev at Highbury and Islington Station, and are you now pub. telling me you were in the pub? Yeah. Anyway, how's your weekend? Before oh, we talk... An angry Fraser. It's like oh. Angry Birds, isn't it? <laughs> angry Fraser. That's but, my phone. But before we talk about QPR, let me, let me say the things that I need to say. So I, I'm going to get this pronunciation wrong. The episode sponsor, the sponsor of the podcast tonight, is Paul. <laughs> Paul Samilowicz. Samil- Paul Samilowicz. Um, it's his son's Lu- son Luca's birthday uh, on 16th of September. So that was the other day. He would love for the pod to wish him a happy birthday. He will be seven, or he would have been seven. He was seven, in fact. Loves QPR and Connor Washington. He also has a little brother, Jack, who's four and a half, who could get very jealous if his name is not mentioned. Seeing as we have Kevin Gallon here, Kev, will you wish... Luca Samilowicz, happy <laughs> seventh birthday. Seventh. <coughs> happy, bur- happy seventh birthday, Luca. <laughs> Very there good. You go. Very He's good. Actually, his dad's a lovely fellow, actually. Just saying. Anyway, carry on. Good, good. Uh, also, thank you very much for the beers, the beer sponsorship uh, from Mark Benson. Anyone else who wants to support us, go on our website, qprpod.co.uk. Mark Benson. Mark Benson. Thank you, Mark. There used to be a programme on TV called Benson. Do you remember it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. There's also a shop that sells beds. Called Benson. Yeah. I didn't know that. Benson's for beds, I believe. Um, all that remains for me to say is follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod, and uh, you can find all our old episodes at qprpod.co.uk. Uh, right, Finney, you went on Saturday to Middlesbrough away. Yeah. Well, that was a tricky one. I went and I got there late um, because I'm a bit of a. Miss a goal. Missed the first goal. You know, driving Miss Daisy, that's me, that is. Mm. Going up the M1, mm. all that malarkey. Picked up my mate Alan on the way from Northern Ireland. You went via Northern Ireland? Well, no, he's from Northern Ireland. Right, okay. Um, and then we, we picked him up, and then we went, and then we parked up in a big green bank, and then we went in, and we missed it all, and we missed the first goal. Because it's Alan's fault, because Alan said in the car, and we had Alex the Bulgarian as well. Hello, Alex. Um, it's all right. We're not going to miss much. We never scored in the first few minutes. And then everyone's phone started pinging in the car going, bing, 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 bing. Even my daughter's, which I was quite surprised. I didn't know she had to keep your app on her phone. Anyway, so, yeah, then we missed the first goal, which is a shame. Okay, get past the first five minutes. And oh, that was horrible. I've never been late for a match since I was about 16. I don't like being late for games. I hate it. I don't mind going in at one minute past three at home games and stuff because I'm usually drunk. But... Away games, I've got quite a strict thing about getting to away games on time because it's you know it's not right to go in there. Anyway, we played all right. It was a makeshift defence. It looked like a makeshift defence at times. Midfield still controlled things. Uh, Manning came in, um, did his best. But at the end of the day, you're up against the Middlesbrough side that have spent massive amounts Ooh. of money. Even their bench was scurrily expensive. Um, Do you think people used to say that about us? Absolutely. No, right. Oh, right. we're up against a QPR I've side. I've heard but... this, yeah. QPR shouldn't really be talking about 
No, I agree. I agree. But at least, but the thing about <laughs> but us they is, they have we, spent a lot of money and it's got some good players, haven't they? So, but the thing is, Kev, we it's did a tough it, game. We did, we did it. We should be a blueprint to how not to do it. You know, you spent loads of money. You've no legacy, and all the players you brought just shagged off and took loads of money with them. We should be instead of getting fined by the FA and the football league, we should be held up as an example of how not to run a freaking football club. Just my opinion. Um, but <laughs> but they've got the money to spend, haven't they? Because they've just been relegated, and they got so they got ninety million. Well, they think they need, a hole in their they pocket. They need to they need to get promoted straight away because they have spent a lot of money. So well, Villa spent a bit loads. of a risk. They spent a risk, Wolves they? spent loads. I mean, the, Wolves have spent loads. The weird yeah, thing about 18, the championship, it has yeah. become like a Premiership pot too, yeah. which mm. is bizarre. I mean, you look at all the teams, you actually go through them, and you're thinking, do you know what? It's actually quite weird how many teams have spent so much money. And we are not spending money, but it, yeah, we, we listen. We did our best. We've Two got goals. none left. We, we, we we've got nothing. <laughs> we could probably play you the way things are going at centre half. Maybe, maybe. Do you want a game? How uh, were you at centre half? Awful. Can't hit it and can't tackle. So when you I go. saw you at Grenville, you reminded me of Neil Ruddock. Oh, he was a good player. Him, I'll take that. <laughs> I, I take it you weren't at the game. I, I wasn't there, no, but I see, I obviously, I looked at the result and see the, that we scored early and it was good for the Wheeler to get his first goal. Yeah. And I've heard, I, I don't know much, I haven't really seen him play and I've heard sort of stories, not stories, uh, opinions about him, but I think one thing they sort of said, he can he can score a goal from a wide position and which he did, mm. he anticipated mm. the ball falling loose and got in front of the left back and just a nice little tap in, so... That was a good, good uh, a big moment for him on his debut to score after two minutes. They don't come better than that, you know, against probably one of the favourites. So, well done to him. But the, I didn't. I didn't it, when I see the the team and the sort of the, the makeshift makeshift defence, it was always going to be a tough tough ask. Mm. And once you get to two one ahead, you'd like think you, you know, can you see this out and hang on? It wasn't to be so, and they're a big side as well, and they're well, battling yeah, side. They're Harsh good. to score two away from home. And yeah, you think you anything. think you think you score two away from home, you should be picking up some sort of result. First two goals, they can see it as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what about that last goal? Their winner. Yeah, it looked like the ball had, had gone out, but it's, it's difficult for you know when it's that quick and. Do you know what I mean? It swings and roundabouts because you could also say that Gregory should have been sent off at Argyle. Yeah, so... So, it swings and roundabouts, but yeah. happens in the, in the games. And then I think there was a complaint last week when it's... I think QPR handled really? the ball when we scored our first goal. It was a bit like... Mm. Remember Martin think, Yeah. Do you remember the Martin So, Allen? it all... Worked, I think it all relative works out in the end, but... It wasn't a handball. It was a bit like Martin Allen when he, he volleyed against Everett in that time. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes. Uh, Martin, I won't say happy with with one point from the last two games since we last did the podcast. But what what do you, what do you reckon? T- tough, toughish, tough, good comeback against Millwall, and it was always going to be difficult for us at Bath. Yeah, I think it was an excellent comeback against Millwall because we were two two goals down and looking down and out. And to be fair to Holloway, he's made positive substitutions when uh, when we've needed to change something. And it made a big difference, and you know we could have easily won that game against Millwall. Mm. And uh, what I saw of the Middlesbrough game, as um, as Kevin just said, it was great that Wheeler scored because he missed an opportunity in the in the Millwall game, and it was good for him to get a goal quickly straight afterwards in the next game. And um, you know Middlesbrough, one of the if not the best side in the division, or certainly one of them, the favourites. We really gave him a good game, you know, away from home mm. with a lot of injuries so I don't take too much negatives from it well there's no negatives and no positives in some respect because without Smithies it could have been a lot worse because the, the fact of the matter is we have the best goalkeeper without a shadow of doubt in this league I mean there's some of the saves he pulled off on Saturday and, and, and Darnell pulled off a great goal line clearance and stuff like that there. Um, it's difficult do you know what disappointed me on Saturday more than anything and we are driving my driving's shite but we all know that Um is Silla when he came on? It's we we asked a question last week. Boy, Silla, what's he doing? What's happening with him and Yanni? What's going on? And it came on. And you think this is the sort of game where you can actually make a name for yourself, where you can actually come into the team, make the reputation. You know, because there's a player inside him, and you must see that Kev as a striker as well. There is a player think, there. Uh, what's happened? I don't know. I just what is he's very good in the box, as in his finishing is excellent. I really do. I think he's the best finisher at the club. And if you see these, the, I'd say nearly 95% of his goals are all like one-touch finishes. 
where the ball drops and he just mm. hits it or the cross comes in he overheads it or he just passes it all into, into the back of the net so he's finishing but he's sort of I think it's more of a case of if he just up his um, work rate by 10% 15% he'd be so much a better player I look at QPR strikers and I think they're great all of them are great as a plan B they're all I think mm, are good subs I don't think they're great from the start. So when Matt Smith starts, I'm thinking, no. But then when he comes on in the last 20, 20 minutes, he looks a decent player and he looks effective. But from the start, I get the, I just think that the game sort of goes, uh, the, the, the players think, well, we've got this big man up front, let's go long, straight away. Mm. It's the easy option to go long and hit him. And I don't. He hasn't got the mobility to get around. If it ain't straight to him, he don't really get all of it. But in the air, he's fantastic. Mm. So when we're like nil nil and it's twenty fifteen minutes to go, get him on or one nil down because he can score. And if you put the ball in the box, he can do the business. Silla usually as a sub, he's pretty good. Scores most of his goals last season from from the bench. And Connor Washington started off the season very well, but I still think he's an impact player as well. And I just don't think the plan A is great up front. I think the plan B is good, mm. but the plan A ain't good. So what would your plan A be with what we've got? That's the thing with what we've got. I don't know. You'd, you'd probably think, that, well, let's go and get another striker. But all the top strikers cost 10 million plus, really. Mm-hmm. Top striker. I mean, what did the Middlesbrough play for Son Belonga? Yeah. 13 million or something? Yeah, so, yeah. Something. So that's the sort of the current. If you want a top, top level striker... Then that's what it that, that's what it takes. So what strikers we got? Sorry. So uh, Mackey sort of plays wide, but it's, it's. I just think there's something just. Would you missing. have got rid of Poulter, or was he also a plan a plan B player? I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan of Poulter. I just thought he ran about. My opinion, uh, I thought he was. He tried hard, but I didn't think technically like holding the ball up and bringing others into play. Mm. And Matt Smith's great at that when it's in at his head because he wins every header. But when it comes around from neck below, he, he struggles a little bit. He's not the quickest either, is he? No. So if it doesn't come to, if it ain't in his, if it isn't in his sort of five square meter area, he ain't going to get it. Mm. But when he comes on a sub, he looks a handful for twenty minutes, and that's what I'm saying. The plan B when he's on the bench, and it's an excellent plan B. I'm just a bit concerned with plan A. Well, we can't sign anyone till January. Mm. So, who? What's the best combination of of what we have? Don't forget about Silla, Cox Smith, as well. Washington. Cox. It's weird. So, it, I went to the Ipswich game. I went to the Ipswich game, and it was Mackie and Washington. Was it a four-three-three? Mm. Yeah, I think so. It was quite hard to work it out. I was in the. I was. Doing that forever ass thing, I was having a, um, a bit of a chat with the old players like Danny Mannix and Clive Wilson. So you sort of get diverted and you're in the box. You don't really see much of the, the game as such. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the Reading game I watched on telly, I was away and we played a high tempo. And it suited us that day because Reading roll the ball out. They take risk at the back. And the game plan was let's press high, mm. let's press early and win the ball up high up the pitch which QPR did and, and thoroughly deserved that win. But then you play against other teams where they're not going to roll it out from the back, they're just going to kick it long, and then that sort of pressing game goes out the window a little bit. So it's a difficult one. Um, it's a difficult one. Do you know what? If you're not there day in, day out, watching the strikers and train and how they're doing, we can only see it from match day and how, and how they're feeling. But it is. I, I don't really know. But I do like Smith coming off from, off the bench. Why do you think Washington didn't, didn't kick on from that? Because he had a great start, didn't he, Dave? And that and Martin. He had a great start, but didn't seem to kick on from it. It was kind of that thing, you think, this is what he's waiting for. This is, this is the start of the yeah, season. Yeah, I thought he looked like a changed player, really, mm-hmm. from last season. Well, he's, he'd done well, some good things last season. Oh, yeah, we're, we're not that far in. No, I've true. still got some faith in Washington. I think that mm. he's going um, to come good. He's just... Not getting the goals. Where's the best place hard, to play? You know, Where is the best place, the best place to play? Belfast. Playing, uh, <laughs> he play, yeah, he plays well there. For Northern um, Ireland, he's a different player. So I think he, he plays needs for Northern Ireland. He, he I kind think, of plays uh, Jim Mackie. <laughs> I think 
he needs to play up with someone in, a, in with two up front, and that's what natural finisher, perhaps. I don't think he's a natural finisher. I just think he's no, we need natural. Oh finish. yeah, yes, definitely. But I think his work rate, maybe him and Smith in the four four two, but we're not sort of playing that way. We're playing with four three three, aren't we? So that's it's a difficult one. You can't it is, uh, because I do think if he played up front with Smith, and he's being played out on the left a lot last yeah. year. Yeah, not and really not, he's not. He's not. He's he's a man who just keeps going. He's a, like a younger James. Keeps going, running over the top, stretching, running, running. Mm. Gets chances where you know sometimes he don't take them, but sometimes he does, and that's okay because if you just keep going, it doesn't really. You don't see him get that disappointed on the pitch. Well, I don't. I think he's got a good attitude, as in he keeps going, he keeps going, yeah. he keeps going, and he ain't shy to miss, and that's a good thing for a striker. The thing is, as well, it's like you talk about Mackie. I mean, that, that's the thing. We've actually got strikers who are all committed. Whereas before, in the last few years, we've had strikers who are a little bit less committed. We've actually got committed. Like you said, Plan B is brilliant because they're all they're all up for it. Like Mackie chased down Raldorf on Saturday and, and forced the error. Got I, the goal. I think Clive on Lofferwords called it the most Jamie Mackie goal you'll ever see. But that that that, yeah, that can work in the championship. I mean, so but. <clears throat> But we don't play. We're playing like with Scoring in the field, holding mm. and Luongo. It's not. A, that's not an and, injury from the sending off, was it? No. Like, so, but Luongo and, and Freeman sort of as the attacking midfield players. So we're not playing a four-four-two. That's I, so. It's a difficult one for the strikers. For well, for Washington, I think he needs to play in the two. Mm. Matt Smith doesn't, and Silla doesn't. But if you want to get the best out of Connor Washington, I think you have got to play him in a two up front. Mm. Formation. Tell us about the Forever Rs, the Ipswich game. You mentioned it briefly there. It sounded like you had quite a good day. There was loads of you yeah. on the pitch. What 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 it, went yeah, on? It was good. Uh, well, there was two boxes. Uh, I was in the youngster box, and then they had the oldies. So that's the side how they of did us. it. They did it. Yeah, near so us. the old timers. But Peter Hucker was in ours, so I kept saying to Peter Hucker, "What are you doing in here?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, we had good laugh and Bob Hazel and, and a little story about Bob Hazel and I straight away went up to him and he spoke to my brother when he was inducted last season and I said and I never met him I met him once before and it was in 1982 in Ireland and QPR Terry Venables took QPR after the FA Cup final a summer tour in Ireland and we was over there in Donegal where my my dad's from as a chance obviously there's no internet there and next thing QPR playing Finn Harps in Bally Buffet so obviously we were only around the corner how Dad old were you in 1992 I would have been 6 at that okay. time, nearly 7 6 probably about 30 though yeah yeah look yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I said to Bob do you remember I met you and there was a pub across the road from uh, Finn Harps and it was called Gallon's Pub a distant relation of my uh, my dad and my grandparents, and uh, I remember Very my dad. Awesome. My dad waited for them to come out, and he got Bob Hazel, Simon Stainrod, Gary Waddock, Stainrod. and a few others. Wow. Come on, we was kids, so these are my like Stainrod. heroes. Mm. Come over, come over to the pub, and I buy you a pint. And I always remember they were like they got him a pint of Guinness, and uh, and you know on the top of the Guinness they could do all the, you know they did yeah, the yeah, shamrock. Yeah, shamrock yeah. And he like wrote Guinness into the top no. of it. Yeah. And they were like baffled, they were like stunned. Bob Hazel, Simon Stage, Tony, all them. And I was just there drinking like a Coke, looking at them, staring. And I said, Bob, do you remember that? He said, No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say yes. <laughs> I said, Well, it did happen. <laughs> so, yeah. so who, who, did you who did you catch up with at the Ipswich game that you hadn't seen for a long time? Well, I. I haven't seen Bob for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> true. We, uh, but What's he did uh, So we had a good chat about that, and he was he was buzzing about that. He was a because, legend, yeah. though. What a player yeah. he was. And uh, but you know, I played with it's, Danny Maddox and Clive Wilson, mm. and I caught up with Clive Wilson at the Grenfell game. But with Danny Maddox, yeah, it's great because I played a lot, a good few years. Yeah, because I was quite lucky when I played for QPR but I sort of started off in that in that era and finished off in the other era mm. people sort of forget just have me down as you know the t- team that got promoted in 2004 but I started off playing with Les Verdon like Clive and Ray Wilkins yeah. and most people do know that and, I know but I don't think the club do <laughs> so uh, let's just look blank at each other <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, so, go, um, go so back. it was great yeah, to yeah. see Danny Maddox Clive Wilson have a chat with them and 
Danny Shute, we haven't seen Danny Shute for ages. Yeah. So I had a bit of a laugh. I think uh, I think in the first half, they, uh, McGoldrick had the ball in the box and he tried to twist and turn. And uh, I think Baptiste blocked him. Mm. And I said to Danny, bloody old Dan, if that was if you were playing, that'd be one nil Ipswich. We got a bit of a laugh. Go Martin Rowlands. Who else was there? Peter Ucker, who there was about 25, I used to watch. 30 yeah. players. There was loads. Then I actually seen Frank Sibley, who I hadn't seen for 15 years. Who I was, is Frank. He, yeah, he was good. He looked good. Uh, and I hadn't seen him. He was the assistant manager of mm. when yeah, Jerry yeah, was manager. Totally. So I, I knew Frank for, for a long time. Hear, it was great it, to see him. Footballers, you always hear interviews with footballers and football people saying, once you leave a club, you, you, you lose contact. Footballers don't That's keep true. in touch with That's each true. other. Very true. So it must be good to see them all. Did you catch up with Birch after the Grenfell game by any chance? I did, and I had a beer after him. Did you mention anything about an injury or something? I did say, I said to him, when did you turn into Roy Keane? Because <laughs> for those who aren't <laughs> listening... both ways then, you weren't chasing him around. For those, no, for those good listen- players don't chase people around. <laughs> for those listeners who may not know what I'm getting at... Um, yeah, I suffered, but, but I'm still, I'm still in, I can't, I can't move, I can't run. So what did Probably he, people say I couldn't run anyway, but I can't run. He headbutted in a, in a dangerous area. No, he didn't headbutt me there. Oh, right, but okay. He headbutted me in my leg and I landed and I hurt myself. Yeah. In a how dangerous did, area. How did, you, very. how did you find the Grenfell game? Because you must have played in a lot of benefit games and a lot of charity games. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was a big crowd. It was, obviously, the cause was tremendous. It's good to me sort of see people watch on TV and, and, and I have to say they were lovely people and nice and really sort of nervous about playing in front of mm. where I was just really? like yeah I mean I was, was it Ian Glenn who's on Game of Thrones yeah yeah he was a really nice bloke Scottish and, fella yeah everyone thinks it, I thought he was Irish but he's Scottish and we chatted to him afterwards and he, I just said did you enjoy it and he was like yeah I lo-, they were like everyone I said did you enjoy it Loved it. I was so nervous. I loved it though. Being out there, I really was the bet that like really? where we sort of well, I do sort of take that sort of bit for granted. Now, mm. if I went onto a film, set, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. be like, <gasps> no. But in Glen, like Ollie Murs, I spoke to him. I said, "How oh, did you enjoy?" It? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was brilliant. I loved it. I'm like, yeah. I'm not <laughs> loving it that much. <laughs> I'm, in ag- I'm in agony here. <laughs> so what? the interesting thing is, do you think that? I mean, the club did a great thing out there. There's no two ways about it. But I think after all the years of money and all the years of the Dortmund, everyone say paid more than Dortmund, this and the other, we kind of brought some love back to Rangers, didn't we? And I think everyone felt it. Yeah, I mean, just meeting Kate Moss was the highlight for me. She was there? <laughs> yep. Where did she play? <laughs> Up front. Nothing yeah. to your injury. She actually seen me, I was walking in the tunnel with an ice pack around my privates. <laughs> <laughs> and my mate was with her. And I went, all right, Kate. She went, all right. <laughs> Don't worry, it's all right. Have you seen this? The picture of her in the Guinness shirt that Pete Yes, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I've never seen anyone look that good in the Guinness shirt since So, so divided <laughs> of opinion on Mo Farah. I thought he was very good, but a guy that I worked with who watched it on TV said he thought he was terrible. I, I, honestly, he wasn't on trial, was he? If Mo Farah got himself fit, he could be a good player. I thought he'd done really well. <laughs> no? If he got himself fit. <laughs> Marathon runner. I'll yeah. tell you what, though, it's <laughs> unbelievable how light he is, and he's got the biggest feet you have ever seen. Really? He's like tiny, he's got the smallest head you've ever seen, but his feet is massive. He's like a platypus. <laughs> <laughs> he's got or a big, clown. No, honestly, yeah. he's got the biggest feet you've ever seen. I've, I've never seen I anything. I think that's like our him. title for our podcast. Mo, Mo, so, Mo Farah platypus. Did you, did you give him any dietary tips of, of yeah. anything? Did you? Stay off, stay off the, the stay drink. Stay off the corn. Do you think... <laughs> it's go, not working. So, it's not working, man. Go, go, go back to what you said about the Guinness, Kev. Do you think that's stayed in your head of the QPR players putting the Guinness on the, on the Guinness? Is that where it's come from? Yeah, it must have. I was just like, but I'm not making a story up. What was Steenrod like? Huh? What was Steenrod like? He was just doing his hair and oh, stuff. Oh, we're back there, we? Looking in the mirror. Oh, right. Okay. No, you don't realise that Steenrod was a big hero of mine. He a massive hero of mine. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, seeing if there was any women there. Bannister, what was Gary Bannister like? He wasn't there. There's I know no he wasn't there, but, 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 but did you ever meet I never him? Really, I've never met Gary Bannister. I, I probably played against him, I never met him as an alright Gary. Really? No. But so he was a great player, wasn't he? Who was one QPR legend that you met who you actually thought, do you know what? You are nice. You're a kid. When you watched as a kid who was a QPR player, you actually thought, you know what? He's a nice fella. He deserves to be a legend. 
When I played with it, when I played with these guys, Macca was top man. Yeah. Ray Wilkins was a great bloke, really, really nice bloke, and really helpful to the younger players. Took time out, give you a lot of advice, give you a, a bollocking. You're nervous you about it. Ray Wilkins being a, any sort of QPR hero, aren't you? Because of his really, Chelsea except, history. No, not at all. Because I didn't play. He, he, he was. He was. He was, he was superb awesome. in the QPR shirt. He was incredible. He was one of he, my original he ran, heroes he, in that. He, Jerry was the manager, but if there was an, a manager like in the dressing room and a manager on the pitch and a manager sort of in charge of the players, it was him. He ran the changing room, the training ground. I was actually the respect if, he had from everyone. Who is your? Who are your QPR heroes? But your your like number one QPR poster on your wall as a kid, Kev. David Fraser, <laughs> didn't he? No. Um, when I was in, when I was a kid. In the eighties, so when I first started going, it's probably Terry Fenwick, yeah, for sure. Stainrod, that sort of era. Stainrod, Johnny Byrne, Bannister, ah, Johnny Byrne, Macca. Martin. I was a bit later to start going regularly, so the first person I really probably thought was amazing was Wegerly. Yeah, oh, okay. Forgot about him. What a player! I loved him. Mine was Andy Sinton. Always, and I've said this a million times. He was my first Hotmail password. Really? <laughs> so, Albert Alan of course. Is that yeah. because he's from Northern Ireland? Well, they were, he yes. went to my school and said, but, but wow. I, I, I guess... Right. But, but, no, so I mean, that, so if, But to be fair, if I'm being brutally honest... If Gus Caesar was from Acton, does that mean... That <laughs> <laughs> he'd have to be my favourite player. <laughs> well, no, but, it, no, but you don't understand. It was Alan McDonald that got me in the QPR because his brother, when I was at home, and he used to, he used to collect the proof from us and um, or something like that, and they came around the house and they gave us a programme with David McCreary in the front against Charlton and we yeah. signed uh, Fullerton, Ian Stewart and Alan McDonald. And Alan McDonald went to Ralph Cole. Fiona Fullerton. No, Simon Fullerton, whatever he's called. Almost Simon Fullerton. Michael Fullerton, I think. I and um, Ian Stewart. Ian Stewart was a legend, but he was a great yeah, player. Yeah, anyway, I remember seeing him score uh, at Highbury. Did the same thing for Northern Ireland at Cologne as well. Anyway, I've seen someone score at Highbury. I was there the day Terry that. Fennick, I, 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 was, I was there I was the day Jensen scored. Terry Fennick, where they going? Terry Fennick and Ian Stewart scored against Pat Jennings, 1984. Um, Arsenal was in the clock in. I was talking about the day Jensen scored. Oh, I was there, yeah. 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 Scored, That's the day Kevin Gallon scored. That's what but I do, you, do you not think as well, though, that Bardsley, Wilkins and Wilson were massively overlooked at the time because of who they played for? Because to me, if you actually think back in the end days, there was very few players that were better Bardsley than him. Bardsley wasn't overlooked because he got selected for England. No, Wilson was he overlooked. Been, if he'd have been playing for Arsenal and Dixon would have been playing Thank for you. QPR, I think Bardsley would have played a lot more. I agree. I took, and Wilson should have walked into that England side. I mean, I'm not English, so I can say it, I'm not biased, but... Clive yeah. Wilson was an excellent player, wasn't he? Oh, he was up against Stuart, Stuart Pearce, Pearce, wasn't he? He was, was up against Stuart Pearce. And... Yeah, but Clive also could take penalties for the English viewers. Mm. <laughs> Is this... Just saying. No, but it was a, that's a tough one. I mean, the left-backs, was, was it Stuart Pearce and Tony Dorigo? Tony Dorigo. And Graham Lasso, or whatever he's called. good players. Yeah. Well, um, Willow was a great player, though. Who? Willow was a yeah, yeah, he was excellent. He was, I mean, he was cool. I mean, Danny Maddox, cool. in fairness, you mentioned Danny earlier. Danny, yeah, was the great best man marker I've ever seen in a football pitch. Danny was absolutely good. amazing. Yeah. Lovely. It was great to see Danny you, have a good laugh. Will you me. talk about Alex Smithies? Do you not think in twenty years ago, Alex Smithies would be a, a top division team? Now, it's yeah. only because you know foreign keepers are, re- are so much cheaper than. English keepers. Yeah, There's not no many one, English keepers in the Premier League. Why is no one taking a risk on him? That he's he's not playing at a high level. I don't know. I, I rate Alex Smithies. I just think Premiership wise. I don't know. Maybe the height. That's the only thing I can think but of. Kevin pulled the save off on Saturday when their their guy was through, and this is he banged it so hard, it was so fierce. It was good in all the way. Smithies somehow just got to put it around the court. He's an amazing keeper. Mm. I think he's the best keeper in the Championship by a mile. And without him and Saturday, it could have been a wee bit embarrassing at times. Well. Without him last season, we got relegated. That's mm. true. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to um, to to what's going on at the moment. So injuries. So rather a lot of defenders out injured. Uh, by my reckoning, Nedmanu is now out for three months. Mm. Hall's out, Perch is yeah, out, Lynch is out. Injury Nedman's got because hamstrings. And I read something today that is it come off the bone or something? So oh he, Jesus! He needs an operation. That's, I didn't know that. Is that nasty? That's, that's like. It's not, it's the nasty is, yeah, it's nasty, but to come back and it being as strong without in the back of your mind, it's like what, what Michael Owen did. Mm. They always said that Michael Owen never recovered his pace. Is that what pace. did for him, hamstring? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, 
it's a terrible injury, really, because you. I've had loads of. Believe me, I've had so many hamstring injuries, and it takes a good couple of weeks. So you play. Say you you were out for six weeks, and then you play on the Saturday, and you're still thinking, and it's always in the back of your mind for about two or three weeks, and you're like, I've got to do loads of rehab on it, rehab on it, all right, because. When, once you sprint at one hundred percent, that's when your hamstrings kick in, and if they're weak, they'll just go again. And so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cruel injury, really. Pace is a big part of his game. Is, as well. Yeah, it's his main mm. asset is his pace. So yeah, he needs to. I always said when I played, if I was after a hamstring injury and it was, so I came back on after a month. I always thought, well, it ain't a hundred percent. You think it is because you want it to be. Give it another week. Always give it another week because it, it can just go like that. Well, go back to injuries when you decide. That's all right. Go on. Go, go, when you did that, Portsmouth. Sorry yeah. to bring it back to that horrible post, horrible yeah. collide, everything else. What's the difference between how that injury would be treated now to how it be treated then? Because you you weren't happy with how things went after that, were you? No, my rehab was a shambles okay. because I even even when I had the uh, I had the operation, my doctor said to me, surgeon said to me. Don't, you're now on crutches for seven weeks. I don't want you putting your foot on the floor. Now, after that injury, they get them walking after mm. two or three mm. days. Mm. So my, um, I couldn't, so I had the operation maybe in the September and I was still got to March, April and I was still walking with a limp. Jesus. And it, I had to sort of learn sort of how to walk again, heel down, you know, toes, lip, because I hadn't walked for so long and I was walking with a bit of a limp. And I came back the following season and I couldn't bend my knee. I could only bend my knee like a quarter of what it should be. So the rehab then was, you know, compared to now, is just frighteningly different. Mm. So much better. They have them back. They get them running on those treadmills now where they take the weight so there's no impact. And these treadmills, I've seen them at QPR, they've got, every club's got them, they cost about 20, 30 grand. So they take like 60, 70% of your weight. So the impact on the joints is nothing. Zero but you keep gravity. Your, yeah, zero gravity. Yeah. So you keep your fitness up. These sort of things. So, yeah, I mean, the, treat, the treatment now is a lot better. A lot better. What, um, what do we do with five defenders out? What, what on earth are we supposed to do between now and January? And how do we handle that? Anyone got any ideas? Well, how far is it? Um, how long is it till you get. Um, what's his name? The. Uh, Lynch. Lynch, yeah. He, he's not out for long, is he? I don't know. I don't know. They don't. They used to. In, they used to have a. The physio used to do a column in the programme years and years yeah, ago. You used to know how long everyone was out for. You never get told now. How long a player's out for? He should say four weeks for everything to cover his back. He should have walked past. Four weeks. Yeah, four weeks. Four, how how long, Brad Morris. How long yeah. until Matt Smith is playing centre back? <sighs> Do you know what? That yeah. might not be a bad show. Not a bad show, is it? No, well done, David. You pick the team Saturday. Can yeah. I play up front, please, yeah. with Kev? Um, <laughs> it's, it's a worry, though, because can we get emergency... Lo- I mean, when it's this bad, can the club go to the FA and say, look, we are absolutely bollocks here. We need some help. And what? Sign a player? Sign we've got a player four, I know we've got 40-odd players. Oh, but no. uh, you can sign players, but not if they're from another club. Is that right? You yeah. can sign free yeah, like a free. So then why... Martin, I'll ask you this. Clint Hill, not given a deal, couldn't reach terms with him. That doesn't sound sensible in in the circumstances, but I guess none of us know what's, what I don't on. understand that either, but there again, we don't know whether there's anyone else in the frame maybe that... I, I, I mean, on the face of it, with our situation with centre backs, do you think that he would do a job for, I don't know, a few months? But he also gets know. a team. Finney, you, you, you'll have an opinion on Clint Hill. No, no, it's not an opinion. I, I talk shite for a living, so I normally should never listen to me. But when you watch the tunnel vision. Well, you're a I'm not. That's, I don't do the florist. I just deliver them, Kev. Okay. I went to Stamford Bridge today. That was awkward. Anyway, Delivered flowers to Stamford Bridge. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that. In my QPR Traitor. game. Why? Are you taking money from Chelsea? No, no, no. It was, it was <laughs> from a football agent. It was a client of ours. And uh, with the sense of flowers to, to the football sport. agent. Just complete aside, I read today Darren Dean is being paid 25 grand a month to consult for Wolves. Who? Darren oh. Dean. That's his It's not bad. <laughs> no, it's not. Carry on. Cut. Carry on. Cut. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, go on. Don't worry, he doesn't listen to our podcast. Go on. Anyway, um, so I was said to do. do, do uh, wow, okay, I don't know oh, well. that. 
It can, he can buy a lot of flowers with that. Obviously, being the business man, um, you don't speak about your clients. Carry on. If he's getting that sort of money, well, I'm not getting it. Yeah. Um, anyway, but um, we had to go the there. The price of lilies has just shot up. I see. It's more hydrangeas, David. We don't do that. We're, we're more what is the most expensive flower per unit, as they say? Probably hydrangeas and stuff like that because they're quite expensive. But and, that, and that ends in rangers. All right. Yeah. Carry on. Anyway, so going to Chelsea, <laughs> just going to Chelsea today was awkward because you turn up there, fans covering the QPR gate, the security guards like kind of like, yeah, what are you doing? I goes, I'm delivering flowers. Said the person's name. They're looking at me and like, really? And I went, yeah. And it's just like, you take the piss. It's like, no, because I've got a QPR rain jacket on, QPR on the front thing. Park the van. The fucking barrier is about to hit me van on the top, and they're going, move your van, move your van. And I'm thinking it's because I'm QPR. No, you're about to get taken out by a barrier, so move it. So I did. And he went. In, but anyway, it's Clint not, Hill. It's yeah, not, Clint Hill. Thing, Go one on. Thing I'll say about, <laughs> one thing I'll say about the Clint swamp Hill. is it's not a football club. It's a village. And there's quite a few idiots missing from there, is all I'm saying. And it's a horrible place. If we ever become like to it, the original yeah, question. If we ever become like that, I want to give up football. That's not football. That's just money making. Ugh, horrible place. Anyway, um, sorry for our clans. That was Finney on Chelsea. Yeah, anyway, now, talk uh, about, Hill, now answer about we don't Clint know, Hill. We don't know. Um, I would have thought he ticked, he ticked every box that we needed. He knows the club. He's got the experience. He can rally the players. If you see him in the um, Ipswich Cam thing... He was shaking everyone's hand on the way down, meeting the players, giving it, you know, high fives, really mm. gene people up. It ticked all the boxes. We're not privy to what's going on. I certainly don't know. Kevin doesn't know. Kev, you've you got any, any well, insight just think, on what happened? I just think, looking from the outside, and I don't really know the ins and outs, but looking from the outside, if, if, if they wanted to do a deal, they, they could have got a deal done. So something's That's happened. As in terms or... Things changed. I don't know. I but, don't know how he got on in that under twenty three game. So there's a port up in the yards. He did all right apparently. And the thing he is, he may not have wanted a deal. <laughs> really? really? Well, I don't know about that. I know it sounds depends unlikely, on the right deal. But when he was, yeah, and when he was on the podcast, he'd said he'd already turned down Chesterfield. He did sound a bit like a man who was considering whether he was now done. He, he sounded oh, like a man so? who thought, I, I don't know, I just think after you've played for Rangers, Glasgow Rangers, Never heard of them. maybe, maybe, he basically said after you played for Glasgow Rangers, I'm oh, not playing for Chesterfield. Yeah. But, so I just think if he was offered a deal at QPR, he, he should have signed it. That's what I think. What, what, what would, but we don't know. But what, so, what, what would Clint Hill bring to QPR that, say, Bussong well, and everyone else? now, isn't well, it? What he would have brought was a defender because we've got loads of injuries. It's basic. Mm. How do you manage for three months? Like nearly four months. Basically, got four months until we've we can sign anyone. So what on earth do you do? Does that that mess with the whole tactics? We've got five players out. That's a good point. It's a strange one because you need centre half, don't you? I mean, it's a, it's a well, Lynch is. Where's Grant Hall? How long is he out for? No one's telling us, but... He's got four ten, weeks. Tendinitis. <laughs> yeah, he's got, I know what, Hams, is it Hams, tendinitis? And, yeah, that can, that can... It's one of those where you can't sort of diagnose and how long it's going to be. Mm. It's one of those ones. What's wrong with Lynch? Corker? Yeah, only, well, we know what's well, wrong with Corker, but he's... Well, yeah, actually, is he injured now? No. Or he's just not... He's just got his own problems, hasn't he? Issues. Yeah. So you've got, you got, okay. you got Finney, who's away Maidstone, I believe, yeah. on loan. Um, I'm not just saying because of the name. I mean, I'm just saying... I mean, you are, but okay, <laughs> carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the answer because I'm not bringing it back. So. And then you've no. got Paul, who we brought in from Spurs last year. Young who? kid, Paul. The, um, Paul? Yeah. So, That's his second name? Yeah. You like, name? actually had a kid... No, seriously. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> PP. Um, Neville, you, Neville. Yeah, the case of him was playing centre half with um, Finney last year. He actually had the team sheet on the 23rd, was Paul Finney. Anyway, let's just leave it there. So, <laughs> we're not blessed. It's true. It's yeah, true. Okay, go on. Um, so, we're oh. not blessed with natural replacements. So, what do we do? How are we going to get through this? Because it, it's a worry. Didn't Robinson play? He did. But at an away ground, it's very different from Northwest Road. Robinson, to me, judging Middlesbrough Saturday, was a different. Player at Loftus Road because they're smaller. He was he was more com- he was able to work off um, 
a newer, much better. Where on Saturday, I don't think he got that from Batiste. He didn't really get that credit. And then Darlon had a few issues. You know, he did the really good clearance. Bidwell, Bidwell. I mean, Bidwell just seems to go through every game being exactly the same player as he was the game beforehand, mm. which is fine. Mm. Um, but I, I, I just don't know. What well, we can do. cobble together a back four of Furlong, Baptiste, Robinson, Where's and Perch? Bidwell. Perch is out for a long time, mm. isn't oh, he? Sorry. He's out for quite a while. But after that, don't quite know what we do. Well, who, who's on the centre half? So we've got Finney, Paul, that we mentioned. Um, <laughs> Backwards. Paul and Finney. Who's the other ones? Yeah, that, but as Kev it. says, they're obviously not considered ready. Yeah, but I know that. I'm just trying to think who else is at the club that we've got who's assigned you'd, contract. You'd, you'd be, they'll be looking at someone now who's out of contract. Mm. Yeah. The only problem is when you get these out of contract players, are they match ready? Can they come straight in? Because who they've been training with? I mean, who, who was Clint Hill training with? Was he training? He probably was training in the mm. gym or whatever, but actually football training and training in the gym is completely point. different mm. again so you need you need some sort of like matches to get match ready so yeah, basically it's not we, the same thing if unless you're pl- super super fit we bring players in they're going to get to get fit just about the same time everyone else comes back from injury so I'm, I'm just surprised that uh, Clinton Hill didn't sign because he came down he was training they obviously, he knows the drill yeah, yeah. and uh Obviously, something's happened, and mm-hmm. it's not. Would you me. go back to him and say, "Look, can we not sort this out even as a temporary measure for a month, and just less testing?" Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps he didn't want that. Yeah, I'd say he Reading, wants a, a, a contract at the end of the season. Reading between the lines, I have no insight whatsoever. But no, you me. read the statement; they offered him something, and it probably wasn't long enough for him, and so they couldn't reach an agreement. Thirty-nine. I don't know. I just think that. With, with him, he brings so much to the club that a six-month deal would have made sense to me, like I probably would do to you, Kev. Well, I just think that just, um, I think, well... We, we could have put To him the up. end of the season. Right. That was it. We could get QPR fans to put and him I, up. And, and if they did offer him a deal and he turned it down, then I'm very surprised because mm. I don't think, sort of at his age and whatever, and unfortunately it's, I'm being ageist because everyone else is in football, it's just the truth, uh, and it's a fact to get offered a contract at a championship club, I'd be very surprised. And I'd be very surprised that he turned it down because I think he should have just signed it. Because a contract is a contract. Yeah. Better nothing. And you're at a team that you play for and you the fans love you. Do you know what I mean? And it's the championship and everything that goes with it. So it's, another year, it's another year's football at a high, at a high level. So I'm very surprised that, mm. he, that he would turn that down. So, so when Rangers came back for you the second time, how long did you think about it before you signed? Oh no, <laughs> I didn't think about it. I actually remember I spoke to my agent. We were, I was at Barnsley. We were playing Wimbledon, I think, on the Saturday, and I spoke to my agent during the week. And I was I weren't I didn't like it. I weren't enjoying myself up there. I wanted to come back to London, and I said. What's up? What about QPR? And so he obviously, I think he rang the, the powers. I think it was Nick Blackburn was at the time, and they said yeah. And then it was sort of all done on a Friday, and they sort of said right, you got to play on the Saturday. And I'm like thinking yeah, say nothing. So I hadn't told anyone. I hadn't told my parents. I hadn't told anyone. So I played on Saturday. And for Barnsley, for Barnsley against Wimbledon, and I literally. Didn't tell anyone at Barnsley. And I didn't even say goodbye to anyone. I literally drove off that night, drove to London, met my brother, went out, we had a, just met him. And I sort of said to him, you do know I, 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 I'm signing for QBR on Monday. He went, what? I went, yeah, yeah, I've left, I've left Barnsley, I'm signing for QBR on Monday. He was like, yeah. And then I went to my mum and dad's the next day and it was the game where QPR played in the FA Cup against Swindon. Swansea. It was Swansea. Oh, yeah, sorry. And QPR were horrendous. Oh, I think they lost 4-0. Yeah, yeah. That was four nil. And I, I remember looking thinking, what have I done here? <laughs> <laughs> but I, then I sort of told them. I so went, did you not return to Barnsley? No. Didn't even get my <laughs> bo- I took my boots. I didn't even get my shirts. I don't know where they are. I haven't got a shirt from there, but nothing. I didn't even say goodbye to anyone. And like you said, when players move from clubs... Yeah, you don't keep in touch. And do you reckon you get a phone call to do a speech at Barnsley one day for the legends? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Cause we played Swansea. I didn't even say. Honestly, I didn't even say goodbye to my team. I just I, I went out the door. 
and I drove off. You fecked off, like. And that was it. And the next time I was there was when I played for QPR against them. That was the next time I went to Barnsley. Did they try and tackle you quite hard that day? No, no. I was all right with the players. Okay. Because the thing is, you saying we played, you're right, we played Swansea, we lost 4-0. I signed away. on the Monday and then we played Swindon on the Wednesday. That's right. Because I remember Willie Carson. This is, this is a true story. We had, we had, I was a fans rep in them days. And for some reason, Willie Carson was running around screaming at Kevin Gallant's coming back. Because these are the days before the internet properly and everything else, and we're just like, what's he talking about? And then, of course, the news comes Willie out. Willie Carson, yeah. the jockey yeah. who is involved with Swindon, yeah. was screaming about Kev coming yeah. back to QPR. So we, had a, we had a meeting, and he came into the room, and he was like, oh, he was trying to basically compare the two teams that you know QPR. They said, well, they've just re-signed Kevin Gallant. And yet they say they've got no money, but they can go and get quality like oh, Gallon. We haven't got that ability. You would have thought that they had Willie playing them, <laughs> and Roy Evans is their manager. So That's they're right. not like small leaders, are they? You would have thought that Willie Carson would be excited about furlough. That's a horse race <laughs> reference. Oh, okay. Sorry, bad, bad horse, well, horse reference. When you went back to Barnsley, did you get a bad reception <laughs> from the fans? Uh, no, I, I no, my uh, it weren't too bad actually because. I was only there for like two, two or three months, and on my second game, I pulled my hamstring, and I didn't play for six weeks. So I only sort of played seven or eight times for Barnsley. And as so, a, I don't think they even remembered me. <laughs> as a player, does that bother you if you go somewhere and you to an ex club and you get a cacophony of abuse? Not really. It didn't really. I ended up playing a, 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 for a lot of teams at the end of my career, but I never. Played for QPR against Huddersfield and Barnsley, but I never played. And then I went to Plymouth. I never, I never played against QPR. I played mm. against them at Hudders, uh, for Huddersfield, but I never played. I went to Luton. I never played against QPR. Never played against Barnsley. It was one of those. I was. Mm. I never actually got to play against these teams. But for QPR, I played against Huddersfield a few times and Barnsley. And I can't it remember. Okay. If, I can't remember if we've asked you this, but you <clears throat> I think you were on the bench that game in 2001 at Huddersfield yeah. where you were in the Huddersfield team or squad I was on the bench yeah, you so were on the bench for Huddersfield the day that we went yeah. down I remember that uh, that was horrible I was to league, was it league, called League 2 then yeah Division I remember two. that I just remember thinking don't put me on <laughs> Lou Macari <laughs> was our manager yeah and um, Huddersfield scored in the last was it was it a meaningless game for Huddersfield that? No, I'm not really because they went down. No, we went down. Huddersfield went down as well that season. So we Huddersfield had to beat QPR that that day to sort of stay up as well. Mm. Yeah. So it was a massive game, and I remember thinking, I, I can't. It was one one. I'm like, I don't, I'm not. Don't want to. You know, one of those games where if you want to come on a sub, you start warming up all the time and walking past the manager to sort of mm. look at him. And keep warming up, warming up. Look, I'm ready, Gaffer. I'm ready. One of those. I didn't. I just sat there behind and didn't move because <laughs> it's like one of those. Because if I did come on, the goal that was scored was like literally one centre forward went through, shot. Who was in goal at the time for QPR? It was Lee Harper. Harper. Lee he saved Harper. it, and the other centre forward just tapped it, rolled it into yeah, the net from five yards. So I'm thinking, I would have been one of those centre forwards, whether it would have been the the one who shot. Yeah. Or the one who tapped it in. And you're like, well, thank God I won't in that position. Do you know what I remember? I've been in big trouble. But I remember sort of coming, I remember walking out and I went to the QPR coach. I see Ollie. And I, sort of, I still knew most of the players and they were like, obviously distraught. And I remember coming home, I, I literally went down to London that day. My brother and my cousin from America came over and I got on the train from Leeds. Mm to King's Cross <coughs> I was with all the QPR fans and then they were obviously guided weren't they we all guided mm. well what I remember that day is because I was there obviously like many of us were and um, it was horrible it was and I remember their bench going mental and I could just see one person just sitting there like this on the bench like doing nothing and like the whole bench went when they scored yeah, that yeah. goal you talked about the whole bench went up the whole ground went up the whole and there's one figure just sat there like a silhouette and I'm figuring up possibly might have been you yeah I wasn't jumping up I was just doing this Ooh. oh no so in the way like if I'd have come on I'd probably you know what I mean you can imagine you took a penalty against was it the loft once I remember I did yeah and it was one of the Everyone worst keep saying that I mean to miss did you, re- you, you this chance to say to make yourself a bigger legend by saying yes <laughs> did you mean to miss because either yes, that yes 
Didn't you? That, that was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. That was a great save by Ludo. Yeah. Terrible penalty. Yeah, okay. Well, any penalty that you don't score is terrible, isn't it? Let's be fair. Yeah. But the thing is, that's, that's one of them things in, 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 in Legends, ter- you know, he's, he's against the law. There's no way Kevin, you know, he just couldn't do it. He just, like the time Macca went and goal for Swindon in the law. Just you know, tell people you did it on purpose. Yeah. Of course you missed. to be games. It's like when Macca went in goal and uh, started making loads of saves. Yeah. It was accidental. All them saves were accidental, weren't they? He was, he was trying to <laughs> get... You know what I mean? Which, he, he's a big lad. you realise... Well, you, you would realise, but if you played in any sport, on any team, when you cross the white line, yeah. you've got a duty to your teammates to, you to do the, your best for them. Because if you're playing... Say I'm playing for QPR and there was... We played Millwall and Birchie's playing against Millwall and he's not trying a leg because he's an ex-Millwall player... As a teammate, I'm gonna go mental at him mm-hmm. because we want to win. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you've got a duty for your teammates and people who pay you pay your, pay your wages. So this of new thing, of course, of and the... I hate that thing where you don't celebrate. Yeah, and... I was gonna ask oh, about that. I can't what was that, that about? Bear it. Even like for players who have only been there maybe a year before and they score against their opposite team, just celebrate with your Same teammates. Sure Lukaku got in trouble this week. Well, Lukaku went up and done that, but obviously the, the Everton fans were giving him loads of stick. But for he, those who can't see, Kevin's put his fingers in. Like, yeah. the Hately, he did the Hately. He did the Hately, so... But, look, it's all a bit of banter. They're probably slagging him for 90 minutes. He scores. He gives it a little bit back. I don't think people... If, if fans are that fickle oh, where they're really upset that Lukaku's done that, there's a big difference between celebrating and doing an ad by your, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, that was... Or, or Hitley. Hitley's or voice Clive Allen at QPR Palace when he ran down the whole end and stuck two fingers up at them in 1982. Yeah, that was pretty obvious. Yeah, have a look. That's on YouTube. <laughs> he scored in the cup, quarterfinal of the cup, That's ran right. all the way down, ignored all his teammates, went straight to the school end and gave him the V sign. No, he, right, he that's was... a bit much. I, I think, <laughs> no, Kev, what he was trying to say was there might be two more to come. Yeah, two more minutes. <laughs> right. We, we, we're we supposed to do about 40 minutes every week and we've oh only done 53. Oh, jeez. So well, you need to stop uh, talking. We haven't even talked about anything yet. <laughs> oh, no, we haven't <laughs> even started. <laughs> um, no, apparently if you do more than that, that's the end of people's commute. So they sort of start to Move turn out it further. off and don't listen to it. Apparently. Move I don't to know. Apparently, footballers only have five minutes of concentration when a manager talks to them. Does that, that, that was right? about four more minutes than I did. <laughs> Does that annoy you, though, Kev? The amount of times when we had training and someone with the manager were going to do this, do this, I would just be doing but, this. And then I go to a teammate after, what, what are we doing? What, what did he say? <laughs> never listen to one. It's training. Seriously, you never listen to training, I would just, just but you know, daydreaming. If, if you compare it to American sport, in American sport, we heard the term the playbook, yeah. like American footballers, they get given like a six-inch thick playbook that they have to study American footballers have yeah. to know every single play where they need to be sta- that doesn't happen with footballers no, I'll take it no. I'll tell you a story right Danny Shitu, when he used to play and if he ever comes on the podcast so he'd he you don't on the, on the board before you go out set pieces against who you're marking so when I played well mostly I wanted to be up the other end not even getting involved but Ollie, when he was there, he made me stand in, like, in the near post area. So all right, I'll do that because I didn't want to mark because I didn't want to take responsibility if that person <laughs> scored and it's on me. And obviously I'm not a defender, so I don't like centre forwards in that sort of area. But I remember Danny Shu running over to the, to the bench. Who am I marking? Who am I marking? And we were like, number five, number five's coming up. Number five, number five. Next match, walking out. Danny's shit on the palm of his hand. Who's he marking? He's got the number on his hand. <laughs> so, corner. Yep, I'm marking number six. That's, that. <laughs> That's how good the concentration is for football. So, when I say five minutes, yeah. <laughs> Who's the smartest football you've ever played with? Uh, well, if I could, if I'd have played with me, me, obviously. Um, <laughs> Steve Palmer was a smart, smart Yeah, player. he seems quite smart, doesn't he? Yeah, he was... Um, Clark Carlisle? Clarks, yeah. Clark sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very smart. But Steve Palmer was sort of, you know, sort of relaxing. Mm. Uh, you know, he was a good captain. Good captain. Sort of just, uh, it was, he was just sensible. <laughs> Do you the know o- what I mean? The other end Where of the everyone skill? else would be just messing about, taking a piss. He would be laughing a little bit 
just sort of giggling to himself. And one of those, one of those, but not really getting involved in it. But just sort of, if you found something funny, wasn't you he a Cambridge graduate or something? Yeah, so he's he's pretty smart. Cambridge yeah. graduate, he was, yeah. Uh, was, was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's, I suppose, yeah, he was. Yeah, I don't ever thought I'd see him lose his rag when he played for us. He we haven't got time him. to go through all the thickest ones I've met. No, go, <laughs> no, come on, Kev. There must be one that sticks in your mind. It's that you ten think. to nine. We're here till ten. No, there must, be, them all. there must be one that you think. No, Jesus. you can't, I can't say I can. that. <laughs> all, right, all right, a last question from me. Sorry to take control of the podcast. Williams, after the playoff round, we've asked. I know we've asked this before. Do you think he got the message that everyone wasn't very happy with him? Yeah. We should do. I remember just in the changing room, obviously, just like, oh, what? Because I'm like, like, two minutes ago, I'm picking my penalty spot. I'm shitting myself. Right, I'm going to take a penalty. I'm the penalty taker, so I'll probably up first. Where am I going to put it? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm going to put it bottom left. That's what I'm going to just... And I'm not changing my mind. Mm. Then he went on and scored, and then he could have cut it back. So, no, before he could cut it, we'd have won. And I think Birch started having to go at him, and I just like straight I, after the game. We're in the change room, and I'm just like that. I'm not even. I can't even sort of look at him at this moment. I'm not getting involved. I just went right. I'm going in the shower, getting out of here. This is like whatever. And about two weeks later, about a week. No, on that that was on a Sunday, and I went. To, we went to Vegas. Uh, me, I kept my brothers and my mates were QPR fans. We went. To, we was in Vegas, and Prav came, the physio. You always need a physio on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Standard. You always bring one. And uh, just in case. And um, he rang up Prav and he went, uh, yeah, I'm in Vegas. And Prav went, he's in Vegas. So, all oh, meet up. Yeah, come on, let's meet up then. And uh, so we met up with him and had a beer. And the first thing he said, he goes, what about Andy Thompson missing that sit <laughs> <laughs> And we all just looked at each other and just went, oh, for God's sake, is he for real? And just, just like, fucking hell. I was, again, I just walked off because the point is over. But he, didn't he had an opportunity. He did. I said, he, he had such an opportunity to just square it. And he would have, he would have been the hero anyway because yeah. what he'd done, he got the ball and he ran and done like a mazy dribble. And all he had to do, I couldn't believe it. There was... There was Tomo, there was Thompson and Furlong in the box. I was arriving because I was playing midfield. I was arriving as well. We're all like in the box and one of us, just cut it back to one of us, and he never used his right foot. He only used it to stand on and he swung his right foot. He just seen glory. Ooh. And that's what happens when you're on loan. You're thinking about your next, do you know what I mean? Right. Your move. Well, that's in interesting. My head, again. You're thinking about your move and not the sort of, well, I'm not going to be here anyway, so... Maybe I'm being a bit cynical. Well, not that we're bitter, but we're talking about someone <laughs> yeah. who didn't play a pass 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's in our history. It's folklore history. I mean, I was there. I, was, I banged my head off the fecking seat in front of me and ended up myself out. Were you and, I was. That was right in front of me. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of people so, banging their heads out there. So, after the wall. so 2004, a year later, I went to Euro 2004, and on our flight was Tommy Williams and his mates. I was there with my mates, and he was there with his mates, and he was in the airport lounge. I went up to him and I said, uh, Tommy, I, I'm a QPR fan. Why didn't you square its furlong? And he looked at me and said, bloody hell, not you as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I see, he came out on Twitter a couple of, about a year ago saying about it. Did he? Yeah. He didn't take no, any What did he say? Did he say, yes, he I no should have squared about, it? He said, no one talks about the manager splitting up furlong and gallon up front. Ooh, he's playing that card, has he? Yeah. Right, we are. I think we've done an hour now. Right, can I just tell one story about yes. him? Let's make this the R's end, though. Okay, this is no, your R's end. I've got an R's end. Yeah, don't worry, we're going to go around. All right. Don't worry, did he, I know he like your R's end. Was it Peterborough he played for? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he, he was taking. And various us. ITV2 reality shows. Fair point. Yeah. Yes. So we, we sit at the front of the Ellerslie right next to him, and um, I think there was a gap in play. And there's an Irish guy who shouts out a lot, sits just behind us. A lot of people who sit there around there know him. And um, <laughs> it was after she, his Are wife had been on I'm a Celebrity or something like mm-hmm. that. Mackenzie. Uh, so he just called him over. He said, Tommy, Tommy. Nicola McLean. And he came over Super and he said, I like your missus. And uh, he said, oh, nice, nice. He said, you couldn't get me a little nudie picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I'll see what I can do. Oh, no way. Honestly. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, just go to Sunday Sport or whatever it was, allegedly. Yeah, um, my my R's end. I'm done. I'm out of here. My R's end. Um, I, we haven't even had time to talk about Harry Redknapp. We'll move on. Well, he came and he went. That's a surprise. But he took 15 players with him and took 15 players out the other way. Uh, did they sign Alex Song or have I completely imagined that? <laughs> did they sign him? Did no, he I sign don't know. He, he, did to be he, fair, he probably signed sign Fever Lynn. I don't know. Um, just two tweets that I thought were quite good this week. Millsy, uh, surprised at QPR pod haven't started selling T-shirts yet. Figure you could have the Finny Bingo, the to be fair, Portuguese dreamboat and so on. I don't no. think anyone knows who I am to buy a t-shirt, thank God. Uh, I think you're right. And shout out to Jack Taylor, who sent in a picture, which will we'll retweet any chance of a mention in the next podcast for doing a skydive in Oz in my shirt. And we've got a picture here of him doing a skydive over Australia in his QPR shirt. That doesn't really work on the podcast, does it? No, but we'll retweet it. And That's and, nice. And I can't yes, believe how Paul. many fans we've got in Australia. I'm amazed. Do you know what? It makes me proud, because... You go into these away games and stuff, and you're driving up six, six hours in a friggin' motorway, traffic, traffic, traffic. And then you go on Twitter and you see the New York guys, the Australian guys, all set around a big TV, and you're thinking, I shouldn't really moan. At least I get to see them. These guys are watching it through the TV. Fair play to you. I, nothing but respect. And if you want, me and Kevin are available for any booking. I know the answer's going to be... Doing a podcast in New York, I heard. Yeah, we yeah. should do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we get, get us over there for Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I know, I suspect All the answer's... Pay. No, uh, but was well, that your R's end? Was that your R's end? sponsorship. I haven't got to my R's end yet. <laughs> do, need it. Sponsorship do it. Come on, do it. Because sponsorship. The, all right, my R's end is two things. There was... Um, my friend Paul Callagher lost his grandfather this week. Um, in fact, yesterday, who um, was a signal to 35 years of QPR, so God rest his soul. Another one that's left us, but his seat will be there and always be with us. And the second point I wanted to make was, how funny was that tweet? Bad link, sorry. But um, on about the QPR fans and Twitter with a swore. Did you see that on the train? They gave this wee girl and her mum money for every time they swore. And I had like glass full of notes. And they made somebody rich because obviously you know, come back from Middlesbrough after losing. So fair play to QPR fans. We have got brilliant fans. Though. I mean, there wasn't that many in Middlesbrough, and it was it wasn't the best turnout. It's a hell of a place to go to. It's it's, it's journey times and everything else. But you know, I enjoy going to. I, my daughter loved it. She loves she loves the atmosphere of away games because it's kind of like it's different, isn't it? When we do away games, it's always different. Kev, you ever been? Don't look at your watch. This is serious. Um, <laughs> It's kind of like it's. Anyone needs a cure, insomnia. Listen to Vinny's R's end. I'll give you give no, but is your number. I'm 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 going to point here if you wouldn't let me finish. You get to it. Which is basically Be nice. Thank you. Is how much dedication does it take to do these games? But what was really nice on Saturday as well was seeing the QPR Grenfell flag. That was proud, and um, our fans are brilliant. I love them away from home. It wasn't that many of us, but we had a good crack up there, and um, yeah. Kev, for your R's end, give us a small preview for Burton. Hang on, that's predictions. You can't combine the What's two. What's R's end? It's what you have at the end of the show. You talk oh, about okay. Joe or Steve or something. Any last thoughts? You've only been on You've only been on about twelve times. No, hang on, Kev. Steve. Uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve and his R's end said you're the tightest person in the family at Christmas, and you never even get a present or a card. No, I don't. Steve, I, did, I tell you what, this is quite. This is Steve, right? So he'll buy me a voucher, right? This is great. So give me a card and they'll buy me a voucher. Because I don't get him a card or a voucher, I literally open up his card and just hand him back the voucher. There's your <laughs> present. <laughs> to, to the, to the, I swear that's it. Did that's you get it. me anything, Kevin? No? Well, I'm having that. Yeah, take that back. <laughs> to, do the Gallon brothers organise each other's Christmas presents or is that taken care of by someone else in the family? What, for the kids? No, the, the three of you. Buy them anything. <laughs> they don't buy me anything after I kept handing them back the voucher. So he'd get me like a Reese voucher for clothes or something. I literally just there you go, Steve. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> What's the point buying the same thing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But you get the kids' presents though. Oh, you know the, 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 the wives sort that out. Oh, and there was another gallon scored in front of the loft. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, the Ipswich game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, he looked I, like I said he. To him, 
I said to him, like, as we walked out, I went, get that ball, because I seen the lads all stretching, get that ball and go and score, go on. And he went, yeah, is it? He looked well yeah. briefed. So when Kev came out for the um, in the middle of the Ipswich game for the Loftus Road centenary, you were the only player who brought yeah. some offspring with him. I know. You, yeah, you took I, your son out with you. He's gone mental. And he people. scored in front of the loft. He so loves it. Really he does, uh, and someone videoed it, and so he's seen it's it. Excellent. He, he loves He Oh, he loves Yeah, he loves it. Right, we must finish. Predictions, final predictions for the Burton game. Martin. 2-0. QPR. I'll go the same, Finney. Don't take them lightly. It's going to be a freaking hard game. And I hope we win because I don't want to lose a record to them. But don't take them for granted. They're a hard side. I'm hoping we. I'll take a 1 0 now. So 1 0 is your prediction? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, Kev? Agree with Finney. I think it's going to be a tough game. They, had a they really won at the weekend, yeah. They beat Fulham. And don't underestimate them. <laughs> we were just talking about it, weren't we? About how well they've done well, we're waiting for, I was waiting for yeah, you for the train station we, we were talking to each other they get 4,000 on Saturday and they're competing in the championship really it's a league 2 club at best mm. not league because we're playing at home and we've got such a good home record we're going to go 2-1 very good Kev thank you very much always good to have you on thank you to Martin and Paul as well this has been uh, Open All Ours a QPR podcast we'll see you next week QPR QPR Rangers